so I get this interview, and I this if she ever hears this broadcast, I'm sorry, girl, but I lied. She asked me, did I? She asked me, did I live in Atlanta? And I said, yes. Fake it till you make it, baby. Right. And then she gave me some work to do. I ended up doing the work, and I was still living in Auburn at the time. And then she would call me the night before and be like, hey, could you work tomorrow? And I would have to say yes. I would have to cancel on my clients and drive three hours to Atlanta in the morning to make sure I was in, on, at work on time for call time and everything. And I was, and then my ex was like, you just need to get, uh, you just need to get a place up there so you could be there. So that's what I did. I still do not aspire to be like a celebrity hairstylist. If it comes that if celebrity calls me and they want to work with me, that is great. I appreciate the opportunity and I'm very blessed for those opportunities. Mm -hmm. But I really just do inspire to just be a very, very, very good hairstylist and a businesswoman. I just love making women feel pretty and they don't have to necessarily be a celebrity. Welcome to... The Beauty Boss Confidential. My name is Ren and I'm a beauty blogger, new mom, makeup artist, and owner of my own makeup academy in Atlanta, Georgia. My name is Nalani and I'm a cosmetic tattoo artist and instructor. I run a busy permanent makeup studio and academy in Atlanta as well and also manage a small team. We're two modern women trying to juggle it all from building our empire to being a wife and navigating being a new mom, all while making time for ourselves. We're here to share with you the behind the scenes of what it's really like to run a successful beauty business, from marketing to business strategies, and trying to find that perfect work-life balance. Let's dive right in. Hey, beauty bosses, it's Nalani here back with another episode. So today I'm so excited. If you notice, I don't have a co-host. Today's my first solo episode, and today's guest, we actually met on the set of Love & Hip Hop, I believe, or was it a photo shoot? I'm not quite 100% sure, but she's also actually a client of mine, and when we started this podcast, and we always knew we were going to interview other badass entrepreneurs, and the first person that came to mind was Miss Chiquita Ingram, a.k.a strawberry red aka the black ginger <laughs> so that's quite uh, a lot of aka's and um this is going to be my first time getting to know miss red as well on a personal level because every time we see each other it's always on a more professional level so without further ado i'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself so tell us a little bit more about yourself well, hello, everybody. <laughs> I actually did meet you on the set of Love and Hip Hop. I think I can't remember what person we both work with together, but it was a good, fun experience. And I always loved your personality. So, yeah, of course, I followed you and um, you do my brows and all of that. And hooking me up. <laughs> um, I've been doing hair for about eight years and I actually really do love my career. So, yeah, that's. I guess that's a good little starter until you, I guess you asked me some questions that I can go ahead and get into debt with because I could talk all day. Yeah. All right. So first of all, what's your name? Your real name? I mentioned oh. earlier, but nobody really knows you by that. Oh, well, yes. My real name is Chiquita Ingram. Um, I, nobody really calls me that at all, except for like family members. So if, every time I hear that, I think I'm in trouble or something dealing with medicine because I'm at a doctor's office, you know. <laughs> I never really hear my name often, but most people know me as Red. 
some people call me strawberry and I could tell when the strawberry is mostly dealing with the hair industry, but most of my personal friends, they all call me red. I'm 33 years old. I'm one of those very rare people that are uh, black with red hair naturally and full freckles, a full face of freckles. So I'm very fluent in American Sign Language. And I'm also really good with trying to play like certain instruments. I'm not going to say which one. So people be asking me to play because I don't want to, but I can play like three. <laughs> what are those three? I said I wasn't saying. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we can we can talk about that later. <laughs> All right. Cool. So um so yeah, as she mentioned, uh actually Miss Red is she's a very unique beauty. She's so gorgeous because she is African American with freckles and red hair. So that's a very rare uh unique trait to find. So she, super stunning. So if you want to check out her Instagram, we'll definitely give her um, handle uh, later on in this episode. But yeah, so one of the things that did stand out to me was your beauty, Red. Um, usually you kind of expect for uh, someone, you know, pretty to be bitchy and snobby, but you were actually cool as hell when I met you. So <laughs> that that showed me that you were so humble and the second thing that I noticed was your accent <laughs> so where are you from you're not you know your accent is pretty deep southern so where are you from oh well I am from Georgia I'm a Georgia peach but I'm from Albany Georgia which is a small country town I was actually born in Statesboro uh, so shout out to Georgia Southern but I was raised in Albany Georgia so shout out to Albany State and people that went to Darton even though I don't think Darton's is there anymore but um, shout out to all of the people in the South in 229. But um, yeah, Country Bell, honey, I have a very Valley Girl look with a, you know, behind a tree kind of accent. I don't know. <laughs> so for people that do not know where Albany is, how far is it from Atlanta? Um, it's, a, it's about two and a half hours from Atlanta, about an hour and 15, hour and 30 from Tallahassee. So the people down where I'm from, we have more of a Florida slang to our accent than we do. Like I noticed the people here in Atlanta that are country, they're not as, they don't sound like I sound, so even though we're both country. So, yeah. Yep. I definitely knew you weren't from Atlanta um, because the, the accent was so deep <laughs> and you definitely gave me like a hometown small time vibe so being that um you said you started doing hair eight years ago so for our podcast we really want to spotlight women entrepreneurs like just boss babes and you know their their story how it came up and things like that so I want to ask you have you always been into hair or the art industry or just the creative field so tell us a little bit more about when you first wanted you knew when you first wanted to do hair I actually didn't really know. I was not trying to be a hairstylist, but um, I grew up doing hair, like braiding, really, to try to make money. From what I heard from my aunt, I, like, cut my sister's hair when she was, like, five. Like, I just did a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> that I wasn't supposed to be doing. When I, I actually got started working in retail, and I was managing a couple, I managed two stores, and with those two, I just really knew that I'm a, I'm a very free-spirited person. I like to get up and go when I feel like it and have my own schedule. 
And I knew retail wasn't for me when I realized during the holidays, I couldn't take off when I want to, especially if you want to make the kind of money you want to make, you're going to have to be at the business. I was like, yeah, I'm not trying to do that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to cosmetology school and then get this, you know, and try to figure out what I want to do. And on the, so I'm just do hair until I figure it out. And I went from doing hair to, you know, learning color, to being a color specialist, to doing natural hair, to extension specialist. It just went from that to that. And I was like, I think when I made my first $1,500 in a week was when I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing hair. I'm not even going to worry about doing something else. What's the timeline? What year was it? And how old were you around that time when you kind of realized that there it was really good money? And did you go to school in in Albany or did you relocate? No, I went to school in Albany. I realized I wanted to, well, I realized I was just like, okay, I'm gonna stick with it. I probably was about 24, 25. I had been doing hair about a year and a half professionally. I um, did graduate from Albany Technical College down in Albany. Yeah, I just really got my license so that I could make sure that I could do it, you know, professionally while Legit. I was still trying to figure, right, while I was still trying to figure out where exactly I wanted to go with my career. So yeah, I made, I, I remember coming home one day and I was in a relationship at the time. And I remember telling my ex like, bro, <laughs> I just, I have $1,500 in my hand and it's Friday and I still have to go to work tomorrow. Like I remember thinking that. And he was like, wow. And I was like, right. I don't want to do anything else. I'm cool with this. <laughs> and what year was that around? I can't even remember if I, st- I, I, I really can't remember. I think I graduated cosmetology school in 2012. So I started working there immediately after. So if it was probably like a year after that, it, it probably had to be like 2013. Yeah. Two, it had to be 2013 because I moved to Atlanta in 2014. Oh, okay. All right. So you moved to Atlanta in 2014 and what made you decide to go ahead and just relocate? Okay, so this is funny. <laughs> so um, I actually met somebody on the show, another woman on the show. We were just following each other on Instagram. We had never met each other in person, but she was working on Love and Hip Hop, and I always was, like, supporting her and reposting her things, and she was very supportive of me. And she tried to hook a celebrity booking that actually ended up falling through, and I was so upset. Like, I was, like, hurt and whatever. But right after that, I ended up I ended up going home crying because I couldn't get the booking like I thought. And then Mimi Faust got booked, was booked in my hometown. And one of my friends to do makeup called me in the middle of the night and was like, hey, Mimi Faust is here. You want to do some makeup? I was like, girl, yeah. So I went over there, did her hair, makeup. I mean, I did her hair, excuse me. And she loved me. We had a really good conversation. So then right after that, the same girl that li- I happened to be in Atlanta one weekend and the girl that helped me on the show that I fought on the show, we met up and she was like, well, Mimi actually needs help with her hair right now. So we get over to Mimi Faust's hair house and I'm like, yeah, I really want to love to work on the show, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I'm going to put in a good word for you. So I was like, cool. So fast forward, I get this interview with... Um, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with Takoa from the Technique Agency and whatever. So I get this interview and like this, if she ever hears this broadcast, I'm sorry, girl, but I lied. She asked me, did I? She asked me, did I live in Atlanta? And I said, yes. Fake it till you make it, baby. Right. And then she gave me some work to do. I ended up doing the work and I was still living in Auburn at the time. And then she would call me the night before and be like, hey, could you work tomorrow? And I would have to say yes. I would have to cancel on my clients and drive three hours to Atlanta in the morning to make sure I was in, on, at work on time for call time and everything. 
And I was, and then my ex was like, "You just need to get, uh, you just need to get a place up there so you could be there." So that's what I did. <sighs> that's that's amazing. I mean, that kind of shows like the drive and determination that you are willing to take your career to the next level. So that's amazing because you know, with is with the beauty industry, people think success happens overnight and if things you know just land on your lap, and that's not true. So th- that's some of the sacrifice that you made that probably nobody knew about that you were driving from Albany without, you know, telling people that you're not from Atlanta, but you just somehow made it work. So that's, that's awesome. Like how long did you actually did that for until you decided you wanted to move to Atlanta? I probably did that for about six months. (laughs) That's a long time. Uh, Yeah, it it was a while. And I, and I'm, and it was mostly because I had to make sure that I was going to have the clientele and the time to be able to afford to stay up here going from a small town where, you know, bills were so much. And I'm making and I'm like, I'm at the top of my game at that place. You know, like I'm a, you know, I'm a big fish in a small pond there to becoming a small fish in a big pond. Mm-hmm. It was like I had to make sure I could still swim and survive when I wasn't going to get ate up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point to just kind of uh, do things kind of slowly because some people, they'll just like quit their full-time job overnight and expect for things to really just, you know, give handouts and they get discouraged and then they end up quitting. So uh, what are uh, other, some advice would you give to up and coming artists? Like if they were trying to start out um, based off of your experience, like what would you tell them? I would just really tell them to just be, always just be yourself, be a humble person and to just genuinely care about your craft do not make being a celebrity hairstylist your goal make being a successful hairstylist your goal make being a a successful entrepreneur a successful businesswoman your top goal people are going to see that and people are going to naturally uh come towards that and the people are going to naturally and you're going to naturally get put into situations and meet the people that you need to meet to get places and also do not be afraid to spend money because i pay for classes and I've actually and I've and I've actually missed out on money and other kind of things to get where I was. So do not be afraid. Like it happens, you're gonna cry, but just keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And speaking of celebrities, I am going to give you permission to teach your own horn a little bit. So you've actually done some major celebrities, uh, you know, coming from I mean, love and hip hop was already you know, big enough. But, but now I feel like you've kind of elevated. So name some of the celebrities you have done. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Now. we're, we're going to go there. We're going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you've done, but tell the audience and just kind of teach your own horn a little bit. So, <laughs> okay. I give a little toot toot. So <laughs> I've um, had the pleasure of working with artists like uh, Cardi B I've worked with the City Girls, with um, Monica, Tiny from Escape. I've able to. I was able to work with Adrienne Ballon from The Real. She was very sweet, by the way. Very the same way she is on the show. She was like that person. I loved her. Mm-hmm. Energy is amazing. Okay, amazing. but um, yeah. I've, I've those are just a few of the people that I've worked with. It's so many, and I can't really even think. That's amazing. Uh, and you say it just like, you know, huh, I'm just putting my socks on, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I mean, Cardi B, come on now. I mean, we all know she was from the love and hip hop New York world, but I mean, she's like the hottest female artist right now and also the city girl. So 
let tell tell me like tell me the story like how did that all come about I mean that's major that's like A-listers and um I I just want to know like how did that came all about well, I can actually say the Cardi B thing, even though she comes from Love and Hip Hop, and as as we've said, we have uh, worked on the show, I never worked with Cardi B while she was with the franchise. So I will say that being able to work with her, I was able to work with her while she's at the top of her game where she is right now. So I was happy to be able to be like, oh, I get to work with Cardi B. Yeah, it was like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course, I had to be professional at the same time because I was, you know, I am still a Cardi B fan. So... I was like, you know, um, that hookup came from, that's why I said, you know, you guys work hard. People will put you, sometimes people will put you in places where you need to be. Just be humble, be nice, be sweet, and don't beg. <laughs> people will naturally call you because they just naturally like you. And Erica, which is her uh, makeup artist, you know, I met her working on Love and Hip Hop, and she used to do Bambi, which is one of my regular clients um makeup and me and erica we was always really not you know cool cordial girls like she was always very nice to me and one day cardi it was easter cardi needed her hair done and i think tokyo was gone that's her main hairstylist he was out of town um well she excuse me tokyo's transition she was out of town sorry y'all, i met tokyo when tokyo was the other way so that's why i'm you know getting used to it but Tokyo was out of town, so Erica called me and was like, can you come do it? And, you know, I jumped on the opportunity quick <laughs> and went, and she was so nice. Um, she loved her hair, and oh, I was just really happy. And then she actually called me again after that, so I know that she loved her hair because I got a chance to work with her more than once. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty major, and that happened, like, this year, right, 2020, like, before... I guess no, it was it was uh 2019. Oh, okay, got it. Okay, so it happened 2019. I mean, she's like I said, she's a major celebrity and she's serious about her hair. So that's a huge compliment that you got a chance. And w- with that, do you feel like the connections from your past has definitely like helped you by you being nice and who you met on set and you being humble and just professional? Do you feel like the opportunities that you're having now, it came from how you were on set and how you were when you met strangers like me. I thought you were really humble. Um, so do you think that that's important when you are on set? Like how should one act? Like if somebody was aspiring to be a celebrity makeup artist, like what advice would you give Would you give them? My advice would be, you know, just really do be yourself because you don't want to come across as a person who really don't care about everybody that's around, but you also don't want to come across as a person who is trying to push yourself on a person to have an opportunity. So I just feel like because I went on set and I did my job, even though, as y'all see, like listening to this, I'm very, very, very ratchet. You know, I'm not ratchet on here, but in person I can be a little bit, but I know that I, I, you know, you read the room if you real, and you just be yourself because you can say a couple of ratchet things while you're doing hair and they'll just notice it. And then I also tell people all the time too, every celebrity or every person is not for you. So don't be discouraged that because you were very talkative to this person and like you because you talk too much because you're going to meet another celebrity that talks just as much as you do. And they're going to love you because y'all have that energy together. I, you know, so I just tell people all the time, just be yourself. And then, and then when you're meeting other artists, yes, your past do help. So don't be sitting here trying to have riffs with other hairstylists and all that other stuff because people lose out on opportunities because I don't want to call this person because this person did this and this and that, or this person 
you know, does, you know, you know, just everybody knows what it means to be professional mm-hmm. and everybody knows what it means to not try to bring conflict and home personal business to your job. So just, if anything, it's all about you and the, and that person who is paying you for your service. Got it. And um, you mentioned uh, the city girls. So they're, they're on top of their game right now. So tell me how that connection came about. Well, I used to work at the Kellen Derrick Salon, which is, he's a good friend of mine. He's also my daughter's uh, godfather. Well, one of them. Um, me and him has been friends for a while. I actually met him too before I started doing hair. I was in cosmetology school when I met him. And um, I had a dream I was working at a shop. And he, you know, I started working there. Like I contacted him because at first he knew I didn't want to work there. I was like, I don't want to work for nobody. I'm cool being by myself. And then I got a chance to work there because I got, you know, I got the dream and I said, okay, I'll come. And he has really set me up with a lot of opportunities too. Um, so he wasn't available to do their hair. And this is before they were who, who they were. This is before they were known. And he asked me would I go do it. And I was pregnant and I was like tired. And he knew that I, of course, he's, he's such a nice person. He knew I needed work and I was a good worker. So he, and he knew I could take construction, constructive criticism. When people don't like something, you got to be able to be that kind of person that somebody can tell you, I don't like that. And you'd be like, okay, I'll fix it or I'll change it. Or what do you need me to do? So I showed up on set and, you know, of course, girls being girls, they're going to have their critiques and everything, but they were so cool. They loved their hair. They were nice. And they was, and they've always been sweet girls to me. They remind me of people that I grew up with. So being around them, I can actually be myself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I still be professional. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going to be professional, but I feel like I can talk a little bit more and say a little bit more about my background around them without feeling, you know, a little judge, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, their music <laughs> is pretty like, you know, pretty ratchet, which is what they're known for, unapologetically known for, you know, their lyrics and stuff. So I feel like, you know, anything you say might not offend them of any sort. <laughs> so right. that's that's amazing. Um, now, you never aim to be a celebrity hairstylist, right? It just kind of it kind of happened. Is that correct? Or was that something you always strived for? Well, I, to be funny, I mean, okay, I was being funny at my first day of class, but it actually, my first day of cosmetology class, but it actually did motivate me a little bit. Um, My, I stood up one day, you know how the first day of class, they want you to tell everybody what you're going to be, you know, what you want, why why you want to do hair and stuff. So I said, I want to be a celebrity hairstylist. I was just being funny. And my teacher looked at me and said, I should be realistic. (laughs) That's what it'd be like, oh, I'm going to have to show her (laughs) something. So I was like, okay, well, let me just, I'm going to have to just really work hard at my craft. And hopefully that opportunity falls in my lap. But I also feel like prayer and everything put me there too, because it was just like, you know what, let me just, I, you said one thing, but these spirits and this universe finna show me something else. They finna show me. They finna the angels got my the angels got my back, and they finna show y'all today. Yeah. So um, that's what really happened with that. So I really did not really even want to until this day. I still do not aspire to be like a celebrity hairstylist. If it comes that if celebrity calls me and they want to work with me, that is great. I appreciate the opportunity and I'm very blessed for those opportunities. Mm -hmm. But I really just do inspire to just be a very, very, very good hairstylist and a businesswoman. I just love making women feel pretty and they don't have to necessarily be a celebrity. 
Yeah. So I was actually creeping on your page um, or your Instagram before we hopped on this call. And I <laughs> appreciate you, you know, putting um, just like your everyday women on there as well. You have your influencers, you have your uh, celebrities, you have your just like, you know, regular chicks like us. And I think that definitely shows character on your behalf, just because when you do reach a certain level of success, um, people tend to forget where they came from. So I did notice that you have a mixture of clientele and you still show it till this day. And um, so, yeah, uh, to my, to my next point, um, speaking of, you know, getting a call just kind of out of the blue from a celebrity. And we had kind of talked about this during our little browse sessions as well. So when that happens, like I know a lot, some celebrities they want to just kind of get your services for like a shout out and like I said we kind of talked about this during our brow sessions and I just want to kind of continue that conversation um so what's your stance on that like has that happened to you and I know you feel really strongly that you're like nope this is my prices so touch on that a little bit Hey guys, real quick, it's Nalani here. I wanted to remind you guys that I do have a beginners and advanced training for eyebrows coming up here in Atlanta. If you want more information, you can hop on my website at beautybot.com or slide in my DMs on the gram at beautybot. Oh, uh, well, yeah, that's why I try to tell people sometimes being a uh, celebrity or influencer, hairstylist or whatever, being that popular is not all it's cracked up to be. When you're starting off and you want those opportunities, that is all great and everything. So sometimes, you know, you might run across opportunities where you're going to have to just cut money. But then also don't be, I tell people all the time, when you know you're worth something, do not undercut yourself though. Because you, do you don't want to stress out, you don't want to cry and feel like you were undervalued and underappreciated for your time. So I tell people all the time, I don't do shout outs. I don't do all of those kind of things. You can pay regular price and get your hair done. And <clears throat> just like a, the regular girl, I have regular clients that come that are teachers and nurses and everything like that. So if they can pay these prices to get their hair done and you're walking around here with a Chanel bag and Gucci bag and you telling me that you cannot give me $300 with your wig on, I don't think so. So I just prefer to, that's why I tell people all the time, I don't even aspire to be a celebrity style. I just aspire to make people pretty and I want to be successful. That's it. Mm -hmm. um, that, that, that shout out thing, that's not all it's credited to be. Now, mind you, I do have clients um, like Bambi. I love her to death. She pays to get her hair done. But Bambi also shouts me out regardless if she paid she's just like you know okay i paid she does a good job and she takes care of me so people like that i'm telling you guys people like that anytime they call me middle of the night i would get up and go do their hair because it's like you're already going to bring me a lot of business plus you're going to pay for me for my time to come do this and i'm going to and you're going to shout me out like this is all great <laughs> Yeah, those are a rare gem, to be honest, to like pay yeah. price and shout you out like that's and keep coming back like that's definitely a rare find. And um, Bambi is so sweet. I did her eyebrows back in the day as well. So I definitely know that she's super humble and super sweet and 
you know, can be super loyal as well. So I do see that relationship you guys have from back in the day. So I love that. Um, so, so my next question is like, you mentioned you were pregnant, um, the time that you did Cardi B's hair and, um, no, the city girls, the city girls, excuse me. You were pregnant while you did the city girls hair. Now you have a, you have a whole baby now (laughs) and, um, and you're still killing the game. So like in, on this podcast, I always like to talk about how women business owners, women's entrepreneurs, like how do you guys find balance with having this like dope ass career and also being a mom? Like what kind of help do you get? Do you do it all alone? Like, let's get into that. Well, I have been fortunate enough to have the income to be able to afford to move my mom in with me. And my mom was willing to live here. Uh, my mother's deaf. Um, that's why I'm fluent in sign language. And she just, you know, she was already living in like government housing and things like that. So it's just like, you need to stay down there in the country over there. Or you could be up here in Atlanta with me. Yes. <laughs> so she decided to come here. Of course, she wants to be close to her. She she grew up with my sister's kids. Uh, well, my sister's kids grew up with her a little bit already. So now she's ready to spend time with my daughter and um, help to help us you know, with the house. So she's been the most amazing help. I'm so happy that she's here because without her, I don't know if I would be able to do half the bookings I get because I get calls last minute, you know, and trying to find a sitter at the last minute is just in a city where you don't have much family would be very, very hard to do. Mm -hmm. That's that's amazing. That's, that's so amazing. And I guess your daughter, um, is she does she learn is she learning sign language as well yes she is my Aww. baby's learning sign language she told me stop in sign language earlier today and I was like oh so you finally got that one down okay <laughs> that's the first one she got down <laughs> oh that's so sweet well that's that's amazing I'm so intrigued and inspired by your story it's you know the whole like small town girl came up made it helping her family out. And I I feel like throughout the years that we've known each other um, and it's been about maybe like, I want to say like five, six years. And although we know each other on a professional level, every time I see you, you're always so cool and so humble. And I look so forward in seeing you every year because I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's a redhead and she has freckles and this is all <laughs> going over the ground. And every time I post you, everybody's like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so so yeah, um we'll kind of end it there. There might maybe be a part two as we grow and evolve. So I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and I really want us to spotlight you know, the professional side, your story, because on your Instagram, you definitely have the best memes (laughs) and you're entertaining as hell. And I kind of want people to get to know like your upbringing and how you came about and things like that, because as women, we have multi-faceted lives and we have, you know, different sides of us. So I wanted to spotlight that professional side and also your boss babe side. So for anybody that don't know who you are, um, let us know where they can find you. How can they connect with you and stalk you? Okay, well, you guys can stalk me by visiting um, my Instagram at Strawberry Red. It's spelled S T R A W B E R R I 
R-E-D-D. So that's strawberry with an I and red with two Ds. Um, you can also visit my website. It's the same thing, www.strawberryred.com. And on there, if you want, to, if you're curious about getting your hair done, if you want to buy or purchase hair, I have all of that up there as well. Cool. I'll also put that, the spelling and everything on the show notes as well. And just so people know what services you do, um, can you talk a little bit more about what you provide? <clears throat> well, I am a hairstylist, so that entails everything. The only thing I do not work with are relaxers and perms. Um, but I do color. I am uh, an extension specialist. My main thing that I've been doing lately has been full lace wigs and uh, lace extensions. Um, but I'm also a natural hairstylist, so I can also do natural styles, locks, and take care of your natural hair too. So I, I you know, I'm a one-stop shop. <laughs> Yay. Um, I'm sure you're already so busy, but if anybody stumbled upon this podcast and want to book with her, definitely check her out. Um, one last question. Is there anything you want to tell the younger generation? Um, you know, any advice you want to give them as far as how to make it in the hair world? Because as you know, it's very competitive, especially in Atlanta. So is there any final thoughts, anything I didn't cover you want to add on? Um, to everybody that's, I guess, coming up in the game and just really trying to figure it out, the best thing I can say is to educate, educate, educate yourself. Um, take as many classes as you can. If you, preferably, the smaller the class, the better. If you can, uh, if you can save up money and take one-on-one -on -one classes with people that you uh, admire or people that are in these areas that you want to be in, then do that because those are the people who are going to be following you and looking at you and being able to put you in places where you want to be at. So they will, and then they will also notice your drive and notice how much you care about your craft because of how much you study your craft and how much you want to, how much you're putting into it. So the more you, the more you educate yourself, the better you are, the better style should be, the more things that just come to you. Amazing. And do you offer classes as well? I do. You can book one-on-one -on -one classes with me on my website as well. There you go. If anybody wants to get that experience, you can definitely take one of her classes. So thank you so much for taking time to get on my little podcast. <laughs> um, I really appreciate it. And um, thank you for sharing your knowledge. And I cannot wait to see you again. And also, I'll be stalking you and your memes on your Instagram. Thank you for, for taking that time. Oh, no problem, girl. Thank you so much for tuning in on another episode of the Beauty Boss Confidential. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Miss Chiquita Ingram, aka Strawberry Red. We hope you enjoy these solo episodes. We can't wait to do more. Until next time, stay cute and confident. Thanks for joining us on the Beauty Boss Confidential. If you love this episode, go ahead and screen record your favorite part and tag us on Instagram. I'm Nalani at BeautyBot. And I'm Ren at Makeup by Ren Ren. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. And please give us a five-star rating and tell all your beauty bosses. Thanks again for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time. <laughs>